Good morning, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Thursday is Thanksgiving Day, and it'll be a little bit different this year, quite a bit different than in past years. And, but we really praise the Lord that we can still celebrate Thanksgiving, we can still hear from the Word of God, and we can still give God all the glory. We thank the Lord that Adel is doing much better today and he is uh, getting his strength back and feeling back to normal and just pray that the Lord will continue to bless him and be with him. Before we begin today, let's look to the Lord, shall we, in a word of prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this Thanksgiving day to come. And Lord, we thank you that we have so much to be thankful for. The world is in such chaos and such disarray and such hopelessness at this time, but we just thank you for the hope that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we thank you that the Word of God encourages us, it challenges us, it lifts us up. And we pray now that you'll direct us by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the worship team. We thank you for each member and each one who plays their instruments and sings. And we just thank you for this group that's coordinated by Randy. And we give you all the glory, Lord. We love this group and we love the music. And so we just thank you for all that you've done for us now. We pray that the Holy Spirit will lead us and you will hide me behind the cross. And we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. A man took his children to a restaurant. The six-year-old asked if he could say grace. As heads were bowed, he said, God is great and God is good. Let us thank him for the food. And I would thank you even more if mom gets us ice cream for dessert and liberty and justice for all. Amen. Along with laughter from the other customers nearby, they heard a woman remark, that's what's wrong with this country. Kids today don't even know how to pray. Asking God for ice cream. Why, I never. Hearing this, the son burst into tears and asked, Did I do it wrong? Is God mad at me? As he held him, his father assured him that he had done a terrific job and God was certainly not mad at him. An elderly gentleman then approached the table. He winked at my son. The father said, I happen to know that God thought that that was a great prayer. Really, the son said? Cross my heart, he said. Then in a whisper he added, indicating the woman whose remark had started the whole thing. Too bad she never asked God for ice cream. A little ice cream is good for the soul sometimes. Naturally, the dad bought the boy's ice cream at the end of the meal. The boy stared at it for a moment and then did something that will be remembered for the rest of his life. He picked up his Sunday and without a word walked over and placed it in front of the woman. With a big smile, he told her, Here, this is for you. Ice cream is good for the soul sometimes, and my soul is good already. Isn't it amazing what we as adults can learn from children in their sincerity? in their innocence, in their faith and love for God. They're such a blessing. 
It's so important to pray about everything. It's so important to give thanks for everything. It's so important to direct our hearts to the Lord and tell Him how much we appreciate Him and what He has done for us. And the title of our message this morning is Giving Thanks to God for Everything. Our text today is Psalm 136 and verse 1. New King James Version, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Psalm 136 has 26 verses, and the second portion of every verse has the same wording over and over again, for His mercy endures forever. I love that. Yes, Thanksgiving Day is approaching. A time when our nation has set aside a day, the fourth Thursday in November, every year, to give thanks to God. And even though our country seems to drift further and further away from the Lord, we as Christians drift, are not drifting, but we are dedicating ourselves more and more to the Lord, and we're more appreciative and more thankful for what He has done for us. We're living in troubled times. We're living in a time where this pandemic is has spiked, and it's getting worse again, and hospitals are filling up, the beds are filling up, and it's, it's a very difficult time for our country. Here in our state, we're not as bad off, especially in the Bay Area, as many other places, but it's still going up here too. But we're thankful for what the Lord has done for us. He's seen us through to this point, and he will see us all the way through. Yes, this year we can't get together as families and friends like we usually do, but we thank God. Some people are going to get together on Skype, and some people will get together on Zoom and, and try to replicate it as much as possible to the way we usually do it. But we're thankful to the Lord. And personally, I would like seconds on God's goodness and God's mercy. That's what we need. Well, the two things we're going to look at this morning is, number one, God is good, and we should give thanks to Him joyfully. And secondly, God's mercy endures forever, and we should give Him thanks willingly. May the Lord encourage us from His Word today. You know, God is good all the time. Even when things are bad, God is good. He doesn't ever cease to be good. In the movie, God is Not Dead, and the sequel, God is Not Dead Too, there was a wonderful African pastor that came to join the other pastor, and they worked together in the church. And this dear man was always saying that God is good all the time, and all the time is God is good. And he was so joyful and so happy, and he loved the Lord so much. And tragically, in the second movie, God is not dead too. He died in a fire that was caused by an angry student. Not angry at the church necessarily. Well, he was because of the girl that, that uh, he blamed the church for, really. And so it was an angry student that started the fire, and this, this dear African pastor died in the fire. It was so sad, but he was so joyful, and he was such a godly example to how all of us as Christians should be. 
joyfully giving thanks to the Lord for everything, thanking him for whatever circumstances he brings into our lives, knowing that he is going to work it out for the good. I love what it says in Psalm 95, verses 1 through 2, which says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. This is a beautiful portion. And it reminds me of the portion in the New Testament where Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, says these beautiful words, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Joy and thanksgiving go together, and they always will. I recently wrote on my blog, A joyful Christian is a grateful Christian, and a grateful Christian is a joyful Christian. Adel, our dear beloved brother and pastor, has shown me an example over the years since I've known him, since 1970. Nine, a po- such a positive attitude and such a joyful spirit, and it never things don't rattle him, they don't, they don't bother him. He, he takes everything from the Lord, and he's such a godly example. And I'm so glad he's feeling better and resting at home. You know, Fanny Crosby, sure, if anybody had something to complain about, it would have been her because she was born blind, but. She never let that stop her from joyfully praising God. And she wrote so many wonderful hymns. And one of the hymns she wrote is entitled, Praise Him, Praise Him. And it says this, Praise Him, Praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing, O earth, His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like a shepherd, Jesus will guard his children. In his arms he carries them all day long. Praise him, praise him. Tell of his excellent greatness. Praise him, praise him. Ever in joyful song. After I wrote my daily devotional on Friday, I started singing hymns. And I was singing them one after another on thanksgiving and praise. And I sang this one and a number of others, I have hymn books at home that I use, and, and I, I know a lot of them by memory, of course, but there's so many beautiful ones. And one of my favorite hymns, and it's in our, in our hymn book, in our red book, is Count Your Blessings. And it's so important and so appropriate for this time of the year, but it's appropriate for every day of our lives. And the hymn writer in the chorus says, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. And all of us have so many blessings. We have so many things to thank God for. So many people to thank God for that He's placed into our lives. So much to to give Him glory and thanks about. And God is so good. And we shouldn't allow our circumstances to overshadow that. It always reminds me in wintertime when the days are cloudy and dark and 
Maybe it's raining outside, or maybe it's not. But it doesn't appear that the sun is shining. It appears that the sun has taken a day off, but it's not true because the sun is always shining, even on a rainy day, even on a cloudy day. And it's the sun is shining. And that's the way it is with the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son. He is always shining in our lives, no matter what we go through. And He encourages us as we go through hard times, whether it's the pandemic or with some health-related matters or whether it's finances or family situations, whatever it might happen to be, we thank God that the sun is still shining on our lives. The Lord Jesus Christ is still sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's still interceding for us. He's still looking over us. He's still taking care of us. We praise God for that. You know, whenever I succeed in life or have some success or award or somebody praises me for something, I always say, praise God, the Lord is good. Because everything that I have is from the Lord, and He's given me the ability to do it, and I can't claim any credit for myself. And if it weren't for the Lord Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be here. I might not even be alive. But I'm thankful that He has saved me, and He's given me so much. So much. I deserve nothing. He's given me everything. It reminds me of that song that says, He is my everything, He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. He gave His life for me, made everything new. He is my everything. Now, how about you? Yes, the Lord has, has given us so many things. I was looking on the internet for different things in reference to the message, and I came across this children's song that's called the Johnny Appleseed, children's song. And it's, it has these words. Now, I'm not going to quote all of them or read all of them to you, but there's some that are very, very wonderful that I'm going to read. It says, Oh, the Lord has been good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. The sun, the rain, and the apple seed, oh, the Lord's been good to me. I wake up every day as happy as can be, because I know that with His care, my apple trees, they will still be there. The Lord has been good to me. I wake up happy every day, happy as can be, because I know the Lord is watching over all my friends and me. The Lord is good to me. Can't we all say that this morning? The Lord is good to me. He's been good to me in the past. He's good to me now, and He's going to be good for me in the future, and He's going to be good to me in heaven for all eternity. With such a good God, with such a wonderful Savior, can't we say we're thankful? Can't we be thankful to Him? Not just on one day of the year like Thanksgiving Day, but every single day we should be thankful that the Lord is good. He's such a good God. Our second point today is not only is the Lord good and we should give Him thanks joyfully, but God's mercy endures forever and we should thank Him willingly. There's nothing like God's mercy. God's mercy is so great. His, in His mercy, He saved us. In His mercy, He keeps us. And in His mercy, He cares for us. 
It doesn't get any better than that. In Exodus chapter 15 and verse 13, when the Israelites had come out of bondage in Egypt, and they were there at the Red Sea, and they had won the victory over the Egyptians and Pharaoh and all his army, it says, You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. Yes, God is merciful to us. Can you imagine if God gave us what we deserved? We'd all be in hell. We'd all be separated from Him for all eternity. We'd all be in the lake of fire. We'd all be banished from His presence forever. But God doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us what we don't deserve. And that's where grace comes in. And He's been so good He shows us mercy and He shows us grace. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 50, Mary was so happy and she rejoiced that she was the mother of the Savior. And it says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 50, and His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. God's mercy. It started even before the foundation of the world, God's mercy. It carried on through from the Garden of Eden, through the sin of man, and through all the experiences of the nation of Israel, and through the prophets and the kings, and all through the scriptures, all the way through into Revelation, we see God's mercy. We see His blood, the the blood of Christ, being foreshadowed there in Genesis and fulfilled there on the cross of Calvary. And we're thankful for that. What His mercy is, is like showers of blessing coming down on us every day. One of my favorite verses in the Old Testament, and I have so many, but one of my favorite portions is Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. And if you know anything about Lamentations, it's really, it's it's a funeral. It's a funeral for the nation of Israel, for Jerusalem, and for all the people there that were going to go into captivity and had gone into captivity because of their idolatry and their rejection of the Lord. But in the midst of such pain and suffering because of their sin and their turning against the Lord, it says in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, God's mercy has come to us like a morning delivery. And it comes to us with fresh mercy for every morning and every situation. Just as He gives us grace for the day, He gives us mercy for the day. And I know it's a good day when I can get up in the morning and I, my eyes open and I can put my feet on the floor and I can get up and walk, and I can function. Like Bill Murray always says, uh, the audio and visual are working, I'm upright. That's a good day. That's a good day. And anything else that happens beyond that is like the cherry on top of the cake. We're so blessed because the Lord doesn't stop there. He blesses us through our day. He blesses at work, at school. He blesses at home. He does so many things for us. And we should be so thankful for His daily mercies that He sends our way. 
Someone once said, our life is like the dial of a clock. The hands are God's hands, passing over and over. The short hand of discipline or trial, and the long hand of mercy. Slowly and surely, the hand of discipline must pass, and God speaks at each strike, but over and over passes the hand of mercy, showering down sixtyfold of blessing for each stroke of discipline or trial. And both hands have fastened to one secure point the great unchanging heart of a God of love. Yes, God knows how much we can handle, and he never gives us more than we can handle. And he knows how much grace we need, and he knows how much mercy we need. And he works it out. A perfect combination of trial and mercy. The hymn writer said, I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. Ralph Venning once said, Take notice not only of the mercies of God, but of God in the mercies. We should never forget the blesser when we receive the blessing. We should always remember the blesser because he is the one that gives it to us. It tells us in the scriptures in James. It says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Yes, God's mercy is so great. And the more grace and mercy he shows to us on a daily basis doesn't take away from the fact that he still has just as much left after he gives it to us. Exodus 20 and verse 6 says of the Lord, it says, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. We are blessed with his mercy. You know, when God shows mercy to us, meaning he doesn't give us what we deserve, we should do the same toward others who wrong us, who harm us in some way, who treat us very badly. We shouldn't take revenge on them. It's interesting that I read a story, a very interesting story. We recently had a presidential election. I'm going to tell a story of a president that was president many, many, many years ago, and his name was Calvin Coolidge. And it says, years after the death of Calvin Coolidge, this story came to light. So it wasn't known during his lifetime. It came to light after he had passed away. In the early days of his presidency, President Coolidge awoke one morning in his hotel room to find a cat burglar going through his pockets. Can you imagine you're in a hotel room, sound asleep, enjoying the soft, comfortable bed and just, just so comfortable and warm, and all of a sudden you look up and somebody's in your room, a burglar, and he's going through your pockets of your, of your pants and your clothes and so forth. And he spoke up asking the burglar not to take his watch chain because it in, in, contained an engraved charm he wanted to keep. Coolidge then engaged the thief in quiet conversation and discovered that this thief was a college student who had no money to pay his hotel bill or buy a ticket back to his campus. Coolidge counted out $32 of his wallet, 
scripture and counted it out, which he also persuaded the dazed young man to give back. He declared it a loan and gave it to him as a loan and advised the young man to leave the way he came in to avoid the secret service. And yes, the loan was paid back. Amazing, isn't it? The President of the United States being robbed by a college student and the President who could have, who could have taken advantage of that and got this young man arrested and put into jail probably for a long time showed mercy. That's mercy in action. And God's mercy is in action as well. Psalm 90 and verse 14 says, Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Yes, God showers us with mercies. He did that in the life of David. All through David's life, God showed mercy to him time and time again. And even when David sinned with Bathsheba and with the situation with Uriah and having him killed and all of those things that, that David went through, God could have banished David. He could have made him be put to death because of his adultery, because that was the punishment for adultery in those days. But God showed him mercy. And God shows us mercy every single day of our lives. David said in Psalm 23 and verse 6, the familiar words, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a wonderful thing. Someone has likened goodness and mercy to two little puppy dogs that follow you around everywhere you go. And that's what they're like, goodness and mercy. And God's goodness and His mercy follows us wherever we go. And sometimes we get into difficult situations, but His mercy helps us through. Here also in Psalm 136 and verse 4 it says of the Lord, who alone does great wonders, for His mercy endures forever. God does great wonders. The greatest blessing, though, that we have of all the blessings we have is the blessing of salvation. That is the greatest wonder of them all, that He could take a sinner like me and save me and turn me into a saint and change my life completely and prepare a place in heaven for me. These are things that are hard for our human minds to grasp. Such a blessing. A man named John Blanchard once said, a Christian should always remember his mercies are greater than his miseries. Isn't that true? I'll say it one more time. A Christian should always remember that his mercies are greater than his miseries. So many times we let our miseries overcome our God's mercies in our life. We shouldn't do it. We should remember that our mercies are greater. God's mercy is like balm for the soul, and it encourages us and comforts us greatly. And we need it. And may we willingly thank the Lord this Thanksgiving day and every day for His mercies. Bill McDonald commented in his commentary on this portion of Scripture in Psalm 136. He says, We take too much for granted Constant awareness of His personal greatness and ceaseless mercy would cause us to give thanks to Him more and more. The more we think about what the Lord has done for us, the more we're going to thank Him. 
But when we get distracted and we get busy and we get troubled, it takes our focus off the Lord and puts it onto our circumstances and we don't thank Him as we should. So we need to focus on the Lord this Thanksgiving and not be thinking about what we're going to do for the holidays of Christmas coming up after that and New Year's and all that. We should focus on Thanksgiving, just being thankful to Him and taking it one day at a time. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 is a wonderful portion. And it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. May God bless His word to our hearts tonight. May we be encouraged to follow the Lord and thank Him for everything. So let's remember to pray about everything, even about ice cream, the smallest things in life. We should pray about everything, and we should give thanks to Him for everything that He does for us. He's preserved us. He's protected us. He's provided for us. And we're so thankful that even in the midst of this pandemic, we can say, thank you, Lord. You've kept me from getting sick. Thank you, Lord, you've kept me from dying. Thank you, Lord, you've given me health. Thank you, you've provided for all my needs. And we should have a long list of things to thank the Lord for. God is good. He's good all the time, and all the time God is good. And we should thank Him every day, not just on Thanksgiving Day. His mercies come down to us every morning. They are new every morning. He showers His mercy upon us. And we're so thankful. And when we have the opportunity on Thursday to be with our families, whether it'll probably be mostly cases our immediate family that we live with. Uh, some people are single. They'll be by themselves. Some people are couples. Some couples with kids and so forth. But whatever it is, we should take the opportunity and not lose it this year just because we can't be together as we normally do but we should offer up our thanks to the Lord for what He's done for us. Over the past months, over the past year, and go back and think about how God has taken care of us. Yes, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we thank You that Thanksgiving Day was established many, many years ago. And we thank you that we still celebrate it on the fourth Thursday of every November. And Lord, we pray that you'll give all the saints a wonderful Thanksgiving with their family, with their close loved ones. And we just pray that it'll be a blessing, Lord. And we pray that you will intervene in this situation with the pandemic. We pray that the vaccine will be coming soon and everyone will be able to get it. And then we can return to gathering together again, Lord. We just really pray for your help, for your mercy, for your grace. And Lord, we just thank you. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to have these online meetings. And we just ask this and give thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen.